2: Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a three-time, 21-year breast cancer survivor, and in fact, I just crossed my 21st year, so I'm really excited about that. I'm also a professional speaker, and I'm the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life.
3: And Hi, I'm Sharon Hennephen. I'm a 23-year survivor. I'm also a certified life coach and the author of my upcoming book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. I'm also the assistant editor for Breast Cancer Wellness Magazine, and Becky and I are the co-founders of Breast Friends.
2: And our guest today is Andrea Hamilton. Andrea is Compass Oncology's first registered dietitian, and Andrea assists cancer survivors in health promotion and cancer prevention by utilizing individualized nutrition and lifestyle behavior strategies. She's also dedicated to nutritional education and tackling the common fears and myths around certain foods that often cause (laughs) unnecessary stress. We have enough stress. We don't need the unnecessary stuff. Oh, I know. I love that. (laughs) It's
3: like unnecessary stress. I'd like to get rid of that.
2: (laughs) Exactly. So welcome, Andrew, to our show. We're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be here. You know, before we get going, I have to share with you, I've been, Compass Oncology has been my care provider for, well, since the beginning of time, basically, since I was first diagnosed. And they've gotten me through all of my battles with cancer and Couldn't, probably wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them, so you picked a good place to go when you landed here, so good Thank job. You. Yeah, welcome. they are.
4: It's a wonderful practice.
3: Well, we're excited to have you as our guest, Andrea. So introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm a registered dietitian, and that uh,
4: requires a four-year degree in nutrition and food science, which I acquired from California State University, Chico which is close to my hometown of Redding, California. Oh, you're from Redding. And
2: I am. They have the best water park. Our kid, We all stopped there one year. It was it was really great. I lost a contact lens there. I wonder if they ever found it. <laughs> sure
3: there's a probably them. many other
4: things. <laughs> yes, and that water park is still, is still there. And then after my four-year degree, I went to uh, Stony Brook University in Long Island, New York, for my internship, which oh, is required to be okay. a registered dietitian. And after that, my husband and I came to the Pacific Northwest, moved to Portland, and we just loved the the food scene, the event mm-hmm. scene, and all the wonderful outdoor activities here. So what brought you to the Northwest? So after schooling, we knew we didn't want to go back to Redding, California, and no no pun to Redding, just wasn't for us. And my husband was going back to school, mm-hmm. and he uh, chose PSU, and we oh, knew really? we'd love okay. it here. So. Okay. And what does your husband do? Uh, he's a GIS analyst, so okay. he has a... <laughs> Educate well, that. So, my understanding is that uh, it has to do with mapping and data collection, and mm-hmm. a lot of companies um, utilize mapping. You know, he works oh, okay. for a transit agency, which, okay, um, okay. you know, makes sense, but other companies utilize that service as well okay so the
2: mapping brought you all the way to the Northwest got it okay cool well we're glad Very you're cool. here Thank you <laughs> me too yep so so
3: so why did you pick oncology as a field that you wanted to really concentrate on so I think oncology
4: found me I, I never expected I would be here but I'm so happy I did. <laughs> My in my first job, I was in the hospital setting. Even though um, I knew I wanted to be in the outpatient, but after a couple years inpatient, someone retired. This was in Salem, and someone retired, and I moved outpatient. So part time in a diabetes center, part time in a cancer institute, and um, I just fell in love with you know the the uh, cancer specialty Mm -hmm. as well as that population, and then Mm -hmm. you know found this job full time. Mm In, a, in this uh, outpatient setting and it's just the perfect fit and then I've actually realized I have cancer has touched my life in so many ways it was mainly in my grandparents but I do have a lot of cancer in my family so mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense
2: yeah that um, would
4: um,
3: mm-hmm. for sure now to be in it absolutely and and then you chose compass oncology which is of course near and dear to our hearts
5: mm-hmm.
4: yes so I, as I said, I was in a kind of a split position in Salem, which was wonderful. But then when I heard that this uh, community uh, cancer center was looking for their first dietitian, um, that they wanted this, the dietitian to see patients, but also do program development. I knew that was a, Mm
5: -hmm.
4: you know, once in a lifetime opportunity and it was, it was a great fit and I had a good feeling about it. Um, So they, you know, they have, it's comprehensive. So they have radiation oncology, oncology, gynecology, oncology, hematology. They have survivorship program, palliative care program. They really, um, you know, have that team approach. We have social workers, nurse navigators,
2: um, just all Mm -hmm. those different pieces that help um, make it great care for the patient. And Compass really has done a good job of really becoming, I guess you could sort of say all-encompassing. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you <laughs> <So so> smart? <laughs> that was that to be a pun, but it's really true. So absolutely. they really have kind of gone that full gamut to just kind of pull in all the different pieces that you need. So absolutely, so good. And they are
4: such a big supporter yeah. in the
2: community. Mm-hmm. Host, um, you know, sponsoring different running yeah. and
4: walking events, mm-hmm. and they're having a National Cancer Survivor's Day event, mm-hmm. uh, June fourth, okay. in the Portland
2: area. Sorry, I'll be in Italy. Oh, oh, bummer! Well. <laughs> she will <still laughs> honor you from here. Why there? Thank you. Um, yeah. So no, they've they've they really have been a very they've been a really good supporter of Breast Friends as well. They just have really embraced our programs, and you know, so we really value that relationship as well. They're so. actually one of the sponsors of this show too. They are. They are. Mm-hmm. They're actually a radio mm-hmm. sponsor, so we love that as well. So absolutely. Yeah.
3: So tell us about the survivorship team and your role in that Andrea because I know survivorship is really near and dear to our hearts here at Breast Friends as well. Yes, yeah, so Dr. Salty is the director and she works primarily
4: with people with breast cancer, but we also have PAs, physician assistants, mm-hmm. um social workers and myself and we all do provide, you know, one-on-one visits with patients but the key to our survivorship team is that we have these group classes and it's nice because they're uh they're fairly small classes with sort of a support group and educational feel we usually have only up to 12 people but we have various topics so i lead the nutrition one of course um but the physician assistant and the social worker are also in there. Um, you know, adding a piece Mm -hmm. as well, but there's other topics as well. We have six throughout the year. So nutrition, cognitive function, and neuropathy, intimacy and sexuality, fatigue and insomnia, exercise, and emotional distress. So if you think about all those things, all those Mm -hmm. are key for wellness.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people
4: may need all those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people may need one or two, but it's really that holistic kind of approach, all those topics that our survivors may be struggling with.
2: Yeah, because you know, can- cancer hits us all differently and in different ways and to your point for some of us it hits all of those areas Mm -hmm. and for some others it might just be one or you know two Mm -hmm. of those things so it's really nice that they've got you know such a wide range of services so Mm -hmm. that's really great. How long have you been at
4: Compass? So I've been there six months.
2: Oh brand new. (laughs) Pretty
4: new but you know finally finding my place and just absolutely loving it. Well I'm so so glad. You know what's really
2: fun about this interview is Andrea is in the studio with us today and she is sitting right across mm-hmm. from me usually our guests are from all over the country and most of the time they're done by phone so it's really fun to have be able to look into her eyes and you know have this conversation. <laughs> so that's kind of fun yeah absolutely. so Andrew, let me ask you speaking of eyes um, what are some of the biggest eye openers that you found when you went into an oncology clinic to talk about nutrition what how's that been for you
4: yeah, I think the biggest eye openers is just how cancer just emotionally affects people differently, even people with the same cancer, and how it affects them physically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what that reminds me every day is to really work with each patient individually, finding out what they're struggling with mm-hmm. or what's important to them, mm-hmm. and being their guide to help them, you know, feel better or make better choices. Um, you know, everybody's so different, right. and then Absolutely. I think. And then I think the other thing is that um, that's a big eye-opener is um, that you can never tell what's going on with someone when you look Mm -hmm. at them. Um, You know, not having a lot of background in oncology, it's amazing that some of these people have such advanced disease and they're still working Mm full-time and, um, you know, doing things they enjoy. And I think that just speaks to compasses work to help patients, you know, meet their goals and to get provide treatments that either are going to cure their disease or at least control their mm-hmm. disease to help them have the best quality of life.
2: Right. Yeah. You know, it's kind of an interesting thing because we all know the importance of nutrition and having a mm-hmm. proper diet. But when you're going through something like cancer, there there's so many other things that come into play. One is, of course, the possibility of depression. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, this is a really hard thing to do. I mean, I've gone through it three times, as you know. But to go through it, it's it's very difficult to kind of wrap your arms around it sometimes. And so this depression can hit and I know me, when I feel depressed, I don't really care what I eat. Some people stop eating when they're depressed. Mm-hmm. I don't. I go the other way. The only time I don't eat is when I'm mad. <laughs> then I clean my house. But, <laughs> but when I'm feeling depressed, you know, about something, food brings me comfort. So it's just easy to go get comfort food. Mm-hmm. And that is probably completely the opposite of what I should be doing. And so you've got that issue. And then the other thing is sometimes we're on medications. Like I had medications that made me have this low level of nausea kind of mm-hmm. constantly. And the only thing that seemed to appease that was to put something in my tummy. So I felt like I was eating all the time. And so the silver lining that I thought I would have of this weight loss from chemo, mm-hmm. it wasn't uh-huh. there. In no. fact, it was weight gain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't quite work that way. So that how is. do you work with women who are either depressed or feeling nauseous all the time and, they just, and they're just not as as careful as they should be how do you do they work with a counselor and then come see you how does, how does that part work yeah
4: great question i think that speaks to our team approach you know our nursing staff and our providers that help provide those mm-hmm. you know anti-nausea medications and, and guidance on how to take those correctly our social workers that are there for that emotional support um, which you know is just can't be understated how right. vital they are to the team. And then mm-hmm. with me, I employ a very self-compassionate uh, a compassionate approach. I encourage
1: self-compassion
4: mm-hmm. in my patients. And, um, you know, I don't think during treatment is the time to, to put so much pressure on yourself to eat so um, perfectly. I mean, there's never mm-hmm. a time that um, we all eat perfectly, but
2: really just... You no, know, I have <laughs> a bag of butterscotch discs sitting on my <laughs> desk. They're really good. I mean, when we're <laughs> fe- <laughs> They look yummy. <laughs> I'll give you one when we're done. <laughs> Thank you.
4: <laughs> when, you know, when someone's feeling well, that's the time to have that, you know, healthful eating pattern most of the time. But during treatment, there's so much going on that, you know, I really work with the patient to, you know, to help kind of figure out maybe if it's just one thing to mm-hmm. to help you um, feel better that you're getting good nutrition. Okay.
3: Yeah. And two, um, it sounds like from what you were talking about Andrea, you're actually working with them through their their treatment but then also after their the doctors have finished the formalized treatment and they're looking on to hopefully not getting their cancer back again. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes. So I I the survivorship team
4: is where I have a role, but I also work with all patients, um, every type of cancer, you know, prior to dis- to starting treatment, through treatment, and post treatment. It all—it just okay. depends on the patient. So it's, it's a very dynamic role,
5: mm-hmm. which I love. Oh,
3: great, Good. great. So, so what does a typical day look like for you?
4: Good question so every day is so different which I love. Uh, I have scheduled patients but then I also do a lot of work in planning so whether that's planning for a recipe demonstration, a cooking class, um, the recipe demo that I'm going to be doing on National Cancer Survivors Day in Portland, um, you know doing preparing presentations to educate the nurses on you know the latest nutrition research, uh, phoning patients, uh, attending rounds where all the, the health care team members are talking about their patients that are on treatment for the week. I mean, it's uh, so much fun. One thing I recently did was help to update the snacks in the treatment room that are available to patients just to provide more nutritious mm-hmm. options. Good. So Good. That's
3: wonderful. It doesn't
2: include those, does it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> probably not your butterscotch stiff. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not, honey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what do you love most about what you do what, what are the greatest blessings that you find so um I would say when
4: someone comes into my office just in fear and and confused because someone told them that they need to avoid this mm-hmm. something they read on the internet and oh my gosh do I need to avoid that and then you know providing the evidence-based information and clarifying things and then seeing that the patient is now at ease and Mm -hmm. empowered to make the, um, and leaves my office empowered to do the things Mm -hmm. that are, you know, the best self-care for them. I think that's, that's that's really, um, a great blessing. And then also just on a personal level, um, you know, seeing these people that are going through this really scary health Mm -hmm. condition reminds me just to take advantage of my health and wellness
2: Mm -hmm. and, um, a little just dose of reality, is not it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We true. so we so relate to that because you know here at Breast Friends, we get calls from women who are kind of at that same stage. You're probably getting some of them at. They just got diagnosed. They are scared out of their minds. They don't know what to do, so they call us, and and they just they're we kind of described as reeling them in, you know, down off the ceiling because they're just like so upset, you know, and the first, our first goal is to just try to calm them down and bring them back to reality and, and let them know that, you know, Sharon's a survivor, in fact, pretty much everybody that that works here is a survivor. And, you know, we've all kind of been down some portion of their path anyway. So there's a, 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 an understanding and they, they're so thankful to be able to talk to somebody who can have that effect on them to bring Sharon's a master at it I'll tell you Oh,
3: <laughs> thank you Yeah, really good at it's it. amazing um, what I get to have people tell me <laughs> in a very
2: short amount of time I, <laughs> oh, we get to hear their life stories in major oh. ways sometimes right out of the shoot. so it's yes, called going to your too. hairdresser you know they <laughs> <laughs> my nail lady oh my gosh the stuff she hears <laughs> but no there really are some some great blessings in that work and that just being able to relate and You're so young, and it's just awesome that you can have that effect and you know relate to them in such a powerful way. So good for Thank you! Thank you. And then I also read on uh, something somewhere that you teach cooking classes. So yeah. Do you actually teach those at, at Compass or? So else? I've
4: I've done a couple recipe demonstrations at uh, grocery stores. We don't currently have a wellness kitchen. Okay. Um, but our new site in Tigard. To be opened next year, what? 2018, really? will have some sort of cooking
2: ah. kitchen or cart. Sharon, um, did you hear that? Yes, I did. They're yeah. going to open and, and we're, I mean, for our listeners, we're also in Tigard, So this is very cool. Mm-hmm, okay, yeah. so carry on. Sorry. Yeah,
4: so, but one thing that I am um, in in the works of, in terms of, you know, we, we have a date. We're just getting the details sorted out, is I am will be leading a cooking class uh, in partner with a chef from a local, a co- uh, chef instructor from a local cooking school. Nice. And together we will be talking about, you know, a lot of plant focused foods wonderful uh, flavoring tips using herbs and spices and then also uh, basic to intermediate cooking skills Mm because a lot of people just don't have that so it'll be very simple but super Mm -hmm. um you know i'll be hands-on and very informative so that will be in july
2: and you can check out compass's website for okay excellent well we are going to go out to break so um stay tuned we'll be back in just a couple minutes Your life, your health, your
0: network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
1: Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit BreastFriends.org and contribute today.
5: When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling. Again, with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all fifty states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless.
6: When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our Women's Cancer Program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com.
0: Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
3: Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about fighting cancer with the proper nutis- nutrition Sorry, uh, with registered dietitian Andrea Hamilton. So let's just kind of pick up where we were, uh, where we left off. Let's talk about the um, some of the things that you're doing during the day. You were talking about cooking classes. How does somebody uh, sign up for these cooking classes? They sound fun. Yeah, so great questions. So the
4: best place is to visit compassoncology.com. And go to program and events, and then, or excuse me, program and services, and then classes or events. And there's a nice lineup of everything we do, including support groups and um, other educational events. You can also sub- subscribe to our e newsletter, which you can uh, put in your email at the bottom of the Compass Oncology page. And lastly, the third option is to join our Facebook uh,
2: page or like our Facebook page, Compass Oncology. That's great because so many of our listeners are not in Portland. You know, we've got listeners really all over the globe. So, if you had a way for them to—I don't know if you thought about maybe even tell or filming your your cooking classes, but mm, that might be idea. a fun thing to do because yeah. then they could just tune in that way and watch what you're yeah. doing, or if they could go back in and download recipes or something, that would be really great. So love that idea. Yeah, I'll so, talk to
3: marketing. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so people seem to want to find a reason to blame their cancer on and I know I even had this woman call uh, this has been a couple years ago now and she was a avid diet Coke drinker and I tried to gently tell her well there's it's probably not good for you, but there's really not the research and the uh, proven that that cancer is actually caused by something like Diet Coke. And she wouldn't have it; she just would not have it. She had to blame it on some on something. <laughs> so I know like many of us can eat a much better diet than we do. So how would you answer that that question, Andrea? I think that's a great question. I think that's so
4: normal and probably human nature to want to know what caused, you know, cancer or any other other number of conditions. I get that question often at Compass, and I even got that question when I used to work in a diabetes clinic, you know, what did Uh I do wrong? What caused my diabetes or what caused my cancer? And something to note, um, so the American Institute for Cancer Research uh, estimates that one in three Ah, uh, breast cancers can be prevented by you know lifestyle factors like the foods you eat, you know choosing plant-based foods, uh, exercising regularly, ha- uh, reducing excess body fat, breastfeeding, and having low to no alcohol intake. so that's just one in three oh. though. <laughs> We love I know. Our red wine.
2: What can I, I say? know. Not a
3: well, wino, I know. In, in limited doses,
4: it's right. still okay. <laughs> exactly. It's one for women, one drink Per women for women per day, two for men. One that's per cons- day. No. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. safe. I'm good. So, but one thing I want to emphasize, though, because I get asked this question, is it's it's still not a good idea, though, to save up all seven and have them all. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, no part-
2: was watching <laughs> your party yesterday,
4: Sharon. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not advice. But if you do enjoy drinking, you know, feel okay about one per day. If you don't, um, it's of course perfectly fine to have none or less mm-hmm. than
2: that. Okay. Than or, one yeah.
4: But and apart- how about I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say one other thing that I would say to that lady is, you know, our bodies have a number of defense strategies for making sure damaged cells or mutated cells never get the chance to reproduce and form tumors. And um, it's because a potentially cancerous cell has to make it past so many natural defenses that the process of cancer development can take years to decades. Oh wow! So, I mean, we really right now in science Mm -hmm. can't say what caused
2: what's, it what's the one thing I mean, yeah
4: really over our lifetime <clears throat> thousands of damage cells get disposed of before they can cause any harm so our body really does work hard to you know protect us and you know it's certainly normal to
2: want to know why mm-hmm. but absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so because i i know that you know we all have these these cancers or not cancer we all have cells in our body that sometimes go a little. Hinky, you know, they do something they're not supposed to do. But because our immune systems are not strong enough or whatever, those is that the white blood cells that come up and are supposed to kind of choke off those defective cells and make them go away. But when that doesn't happen, they're allowed to multiply and continue to. Somebody explained that, a dentist actually explained that to me once. Does that, is that fair that, you know, if our body isn't, isn't choking those defective cells off properly, that's when they're allowed to become cancers? They just continue to grow and get weird and get hinkier by the minute, (laughs) you know, kind of thing. So, what is it that causes that? You know, that's that question that everybody Mm -hmm. wants to know. Absolutely. Because if you can put your finger on the cause, then you might be able to figure out the solution. But when you don't really know, it kind of leaves us feeling a little helpless at times. Absolutely.
4: And there's, you know, so that one in three, so 33% of these breast cancer can be... um, Prevented, but that other, you know, sixty-seven percent. Mm-hmm. Some of that is age, family history, mm-hmm. um, you know, environmental exposures, and unknown reasons. It's mm-hmm. just,
3: you know, yeah. to say. Yeah. I still believe stress, you know, that and if it's not managed properly, it just kind of breaks down our the way our bodies work. And so it does allow cancer to get a foothold in there. But again, sometimes stress can be invigorating and it can be a motivator and then other times it can be debilitating. So that's the tricky True. part is figuring out what's too much and what's not enough, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. That chronic stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's never a good thing. Yeah, exactly. And and of course, then we hear lots about like soy. Um, is that actually safe for survivors? I know there's a, you know, kind of a controversy around that. Why don't you kind of chat about that a little bit?
4: Yeah, this one comes up almost daily. And, you know, where that came from was studies in mice that were fed high doses of these isoflavins, which are Phytoestrogens, they're the plant form of estrogen, but it's not the same as human estrogen. They, you know, saw some results in these mice that were concerning, but what we know is, you know, those are not processed in mice the way they are in humans. And looking at population studies in uh, in Asia, where they commonly eat soy foods, they actually, over their lifetime, they have lower rates of these hormone-dependent cancers, mm-hmm. lower right. rates of breast cancer, and then in studies in Caucasian women... Uh, mostly survivors, those who ate soy compared to soy foods compared to no soy had lower rates of mortality. Mm -hmm. So we know that soy foods are safe and it's, and potentially protective. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's soy foods. We, um, so tofu, tempeh, soy nuts, edamame, soy milk. Uh, We advise against uh, soy supplements powders or soy isolates just cuz we don't know okay the amount of those isoflavones in those foods but uh, okay. if you enjoy soy one to two servings a day is safe and you know potentially protective if you don't like it you know that's okay but something to consider you know it is recommended to reduce red meat and limit avoid processed meats so soy is a high quality protein that
2: can take the place of okay
4: Uh, you know red meat
2: yeah it does come up I remember one year we were at the excuse me at the race for the cure downtown and somebody had given us boxes cases and cases of these soy protein bars Mm -hmm. to hand out so we were out there handing them out left and right and oh my gosh looks from some of the people say how could you possibly give these out and it's like I mean, this was years ago, and I was like, I, what's, what's the problem? Because I'd always heard soy was good. So it just comes up, and we, you know, it's it's hard to know how to answer that. So basically, yeah. soy food is okay. Soy supplements, maybe avoid them because they don't really know what the impact is of those.
4: Yeah, and, you know, those, um, what? Well, and excuse me, I, I was jumping ahead of myself, but like the soy protein bars usually have soy protein isolates, and that we don't recommend regularly let's say okay. someone's in a bind and that's all they have that's okay but i would say you know look at your
2: your Emergency bars food, and it's okay. <laughs>
4: yeah, okay yes look Got at it. your bars and okay. uh with the soy protein isolates you know it's we don't consider that a whole food and we just don't know the impact of that or how much of the isoflavones okay. is in that um but then at the, you know at the same time if if your bar has that, it probably has a long list of ingredients of foods you don't, you can't pronounce. Okay. <laughs> That's, That's usually true. the
3: killer, right there. Is That's you know, if there's a bunch true. of uh, ingredients you don't have a clue what they are, you probably shouldn't be eating it, huh?
2: <laughs> That's yeah. I I heard this thing on the radio one time. It says if you if it's not something you would go to the store and buy a canister of and put in your cupboard in your baking cupboard like canisters of all these chemicals you probably don't want to eat it if it's already in there because you wouldn't add it to anything that you're making right (laughs) i thought that's a good way to look at it you know i'm not going to go buy a case of this stuff and have it on hand just in case i want to bake some cookies and then poison myself anyway (laughs) it's another
4: issue yeah um registered dietitians in general and us you know especially oncology dietitians you know we recommend whole foods most of the time mm-hmm. as just a beneficial
3: eating pattern. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. Cool. It. Makes sense. So,
3: let's talk about the demon, the sugar. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my weakness unfortunately. You know, the the does it actually feed cancer?
4: So, you know, this is a a a real fear that people have in all stages of treatment. Some people view that as I'm going to avoid uh just foods with added sugar, kind of the junk foods, the desserts. But then some people, it's it's the, the foods that naturally have sugar, like fruit and whole grains. And um, that can be quite extreme and um, not be beneficial, especially if that person's going through cancer treatment. So what I talk about is, you know, sugar, blood sugar or, you know, sugar, also known as glucose, feeds all of our cells. Our body prefers it mm-hmm. for energy. It fuels our exercise, our brain Um, prefers it as an energy source and when you have cancer it's going to take some of that energy as well Um, you know we can't really pick and choose what cells pick up that fuel but um, you know there's very much a difference between the nutritious carbohydrates Mm -hmm. like whole grains legumes fruits and vegetables and the less nutritious carbohydrates which tend to be more of our junk foods our cookies crackers chips and our sweetened beverages those you know all those two sides, they they behave differently in our body, and so on that note. So if someone eats a lot of, you know, simple carbohydrates, so those less nutritious carbohydrates, um, that can lead to weight gain over time, um, especially if there's some, uh, lots of sugar sweetened beverages in the mix. Those just don't fill us up. All that extra carbohydrate that breaks down into glucose gets stored as fat. Um, if it's more than our body needs and mm-hmm. that can lead to pre-diabetes type 2 diabetes um, eventually and um, that has a link with cancer mm-hmm. um, so you know for anyone and everyone you know we do recommend focusing on those nutritious carbohydrates most of the time enjoying those less nutritious as a treat you know something you know um, something that you really enjoy and that you're mindful about when eating mm-hmm. um, and it, So it's certainly about a balance. And it's about, you know, eating patterns. So following a, you know, a, will talk about it later, but a plant-focused eating pattern most of the time, that doesn't
2: mean you can't have treats. Mm -hmm. Um, Diet soda, regular soda, if you had to pick one, which is the least harmful. Oh, my gosh, that's such a hard question.
4: It really depends on the person. I personally would probably choose diet to avoid that glucose spike, that's going to make me crash later. You know, that large amount of sh- uh, sugar, especially if you're eat- having it on an empty sco- uh, stomach, can lead to this glucose rise. And then this crash that most of us feel, um, where you just feel sluggish and tired, I probably would choose uh, diet soda. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Or water. Better yet. Or water is water. better.
3: <laughs> she only gave me a choice, though.
2: I know. I know. <laughs> Because it comes up a lot. Well, you know, I know I shouldn't drink all this this Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Sorry, we don't want a lawsuit. But um, <laughs> but I heard diet's worse. So, you know, that comes up all the time. And, But I think water is probably the better answer. Better there.
3: option, yes. But, again, if you have to make a choice, yes. Okay, yeah, that's good to know. And then something,
4: and especially someone with, you know, type 2 diabetes and um maybe uncontrolled blood sugars are working hard for managing their blood sugars. That regular soda is such a high dose of sugar. It can impact Mm -hmm. their sugar for more than a day. But you know, something I would say is if it's the caffeine, you know, there's nothing beneficial to soda. Um, Things like coffee or tea actually have antioxidants and some caffeine. Um, So choosing something along those lines or um, watching how much sugar is added to them. If it's the bubbles or the carbonation, there's such a wonderful, um, there's so many wonderful options now of like carbonated waters or seltzer waters that don't have added sugar or artificial sweeteners, Mm -hmm. just flavoring. Mm -hmm. And um, there's things like kombucha that's kind of fizzy and has probiotics in it. It's a fermented tea. Also Mm -hmm. have to
2: Mm -hmm. check labels for the sugar. It depends on the brand. Well, what about juicing? I mean, we kind of skipped over that as part of your, your diet, but what about juicing? I mean, sometimes people will choose juice over, you know, beverages of other sorts, but yeah. how do you feel about juicing? Good question. And what's the best kind of stuff? We have a couple minutes till the break, so. Okay. So some people think juicing um, is a lot of sugar that's
4: going to feed their cancer, and then on the other side of the spectrum, some people think that juicing is going to cure their cancer. So what I advise is, you know, get your whole fruits, get your five servings of fruits and vegetables daily from whole foods, because juicing, you're missing out on most of that fiber. You're missing out on the phytochemicals that are in the structure of the fruits and vegetables. Um, So have your five servings first, and then if you want to juice after that, that's, you know, an added benefit. okay. That makes sense. At the same note, I would recommend, you know, choosing mostly vegetables to juice with maybe a piece of fruit to sweeten versus all fruit juice because if you have, you know, five or six fruits that you juice, that can add up to a lot of sugar. And when you have, um, when you don't have the fiber, it's digested quickly and can lead to a blood sugar spike, um, you know, which isn't helpful and also leave you feeling crashed later. And it's just, it's a lot of sugar, but choosing mostly veggies again and sweeten with a piece of fruit okay all right. good
2: sounds great well we are we have a i've got a, so many more questions to ask you but we are going to run up against the break here so um rather than even start on this conversation why don't we just take our break and pick all this up on the other side Does that sounds sound good? great great okay so stay tuned we'll be back in a minute.
6: opinions options answers you're listening to voice america health and wellness when a woman is diagnosed with cancer she faces unique challenges no one understands this better than the experts at compass oncology our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers genetic testing and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at CompassOncology.com.
1: Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today.
5: When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again, with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield, live fearless.
0: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
3: Well, we've been talking about fighting cancer with our registered dietitian, Andrea Hamilton. So, let's kind of go back and talk about what is the best cancer-fighting diet. So, the
4: American Institute for Cancer Research, which is a very reputable source um, for cancer and nutrition, um, says that a plant-based eating pattern is beneficial and protective and what's recommended for um, cancer prevention and survivors. So, what does plant-based mean? That just means um, focusing primarily on plants, but it doesn't mean you have to completely avoid animal protein. Now, some people may choose a vegan diet, some people may choose a vegetarian diet, and some may people some people may choose that you know a, just a plant-based diet with meat, but they have a nice plate. Um, Kind of model, and that's to make two thirds of your plate plant-based food. So that includes whole grains, nuts and seeds, legumes, beans, fruits and vegetables, and a third or less animal protein. Okay. So with that, yeah. oh,
2: two thirds was two thirds plant-based, and then one third animal, animal protein. So and
4: protein. if you're yeah. if you're a vegan and you or a vegetarian and you choose you know soy or or mm-hmm. beans for your protein, well then it's a hundred percent plant-based. Okay. And I think there's you know different things work for different people Mm -hmm. i think the best uh eating pattern is what works for you and there's flexibility in that and you know kind of finding figuring out what makes you feel the best
2: and um again variety is always important Mm -hmm. too okay and i know they say that you are what you eat and cows eat grass but that does not make a cow a plant correct (laughs) (laughs) just clarifying that for the record that is correct (laughs) All right, cool. So let's talk a little bit about vitamin and mineral herbal supplements. How, how do those fit into the bigger picture? Do you recommend them?
4: Yeah, so I'm going to go back to the American Institute for Cancer Research's okay. recommendations. I'll say AICR. So they have these great 10 tips for cancer prevention, which is also the tips for cancer survivors. So they recommend that do not use supplements for cancer prevention. Focus on whole foods. Um, it's in these whole foods that they contain, especially the plant-based foods that contain these phytochemicals, which are, um, scientists have identified thousands of them, um, that are only in plant-based foods and they work in different ways. Um, the, the interest is in how they help, uh, prevent cancer or, you know, reduce inflammation or stop tumor growth. So there's a lot of, you know, information on those and, um, You know, we also don't even know things that are in plant foods that may be helping us. And it's a synergistic effect from these plant-based foods that are so beneficial versus supplements. It's these isolated compounds our body was made to extract nutrients from food, mm-hmm. not supplements. Okay. Um, you know, the only thing I will say is if you have a deficiency, a, you know, vitamin or mineral supplement might be, would be helpful, like mm-hmm. especially living in the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest, most people take vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a different case. But in terms of, you know, preventing cancer, it's all about,
2: you know, the, the whole food, uh, right. very diet. Okay. So, all right, so let's... I'm going to ask you about this. When we think about the foods and the things that we do eat, there's a lot of conversation around organic versus non-organic. And then there's also the fresh versus frozen versus canned. And part of that comes up to budget. I mean, you know, a lot of people just, you know, fresh and organic always cost more than, than other things. And so what's the answer to that? Does it matter? So that's a good question. So, we don't have evidence
4: that organic foods prevent cancer and that conventionally grown foods cause cancer. You know, in the big picture, eating plant-based foods is so much more beneficial than not. Um, the Environmental Working Group um, on EWG.org comes up with a list every year, uh, the, the you know, based on their pesticide residue, which ones are worth choosing purchasing organic, which ones are okay to choose conventional. I have read some kind of mixed things about how they determine that um, and whether it's Mm -hmm. valid. But, you know, again, big picture, eating fruits and vegetables and plant-based foods is more beneficial than not. But one thing I like to advise people is how about choosing local? So whether that's going to your farmer's market or choosing the local foods at Mm -hmm. the grocery store, because they have to travel less they travel much less time to get to you. They're often picked when ripe, so mm-hmm. more nutritious versus foods that come across from across the world that are out of season. Uh, they usually pick when they um,
2: are are not ripe. Okay. Uh, so different nutritional. So they in the road, kind of thing. And by the time right. you get them, who knows what yeah. what you're dealing with or how long they've been off the vine or any of that sort of thing. So yeah, and
4: okay. if you go to farmers' markets, you can often get to know the farmer, and you may find out that. They may not be certified, you know, USDA organic, but they may not use many uh, uh, sprays because it's very expensive. They may, in fact, even be organic. They just can't afford that labeling.
2: Uh-huh. So there's
4: really a value to attending local farmer's markets
2: oh, good um, point.
4: and getting to know your farmer. But then, of course,
2: also, you know, growing your own mm-hmm. garden. Mm-hmm. So saying that you're certified organic means that you've paid for, I mean, you obviously have to qualify, but then you right. have to pay for like a... A label, whatever. I mean, I, wow. I'm so they told it
4: costs wow.
3: quite a bit to have that certification.
2: I had no idea. Mm-hmm. That's that's Sharon. Did you know that? I didn't. Know I, that. I
3: didn't. I don't remember ever hearing that. So that's yeah. good to know, especially when you're dealing with, like you said, the the local um, farmers' markets who bring in a lot of things. And mm-hmm. and yeah, that's that's amazing. So and we have so, so many wonderful yeah. farmers. Oh markets yeah, here. we do.
2: If, if you can't get something fresh, is frozen okay? better than canned? Absolutely. And it, I mean, I come across patients that really
4: like canned things and, you know, there's still some nutritional benefit to it. I, I usually advise to rinse it because mm-hmm. there's a lot of sodium in that in mm-hmm. the solution, but, um, you know, you're still going to get fiber from it. Mm-hmm. You could
2: rinse canned spinach, but you'd probably lose most of it through the holes in <laughs> Have you, ever, have you ever had canned spinach? I oh. have not. I should oh, try it. So oh, I growing up as a Blah. little kid, we, they would serve us this canned spinach for our school lunches. And I swear, if they put it in a colander and strained it, you would lose it all out the bottom of the strainer because it's just oh. mush. It's horrible. Yeah. But I do love fresh spinach, and mm-hmm. I love I love fresh spinach. Yeah. and you mm-hmm. know, maybe sauteed in a little olive oil. Olive oil is cooking with olive oil. Is that healthy? So,
4: olive oil is a um, a heart healthy fat. It's protective. Um, You know, one thing is about to be careful about is not overheating it so that it burns Mm -hmm. the olive oil. But olive oil. I've heard that.
2: What -hmm. what does it do when when you burn it?
4: So it um, it can cause free radicals in your body, which is not a good thing. Um, Can cause inflammation and damage. So you know, there's other oils that have the higher smoke point.
2: Um, so I'm going to yeah. ask you a question. Would you please explain a free radical because the picture I have is <laughs> I just picture this little radical going free. <laughs> We yeah. I know. we know I don't what? really know what it means. So I've heard it many, many times, but I really don't know what it means. So
4: yeah, and I know what? I'd actually have to get back to you on that because I need would need to refresh on kind okay. of the
2: specific structure. Oh, I'm so thankful because I was going to feel real stupid asking you that question, but I no. guess it's more complicated than we thought. That's no, right. I don't feel so bad. Thank you. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. Well, okay. and and spe- going back to to cooking oils, um, there's been so much talk about coconut oil now, and because it doesn't have the the low um smoke point or whatever that's called when it burns um that it is actually better for you than than olive oil is is that what i understand correctly so coconut oil is certainly touted as
4: you know the cure-all for many things it's kind of, in terms of heart health it's equivalent to butter but butter and coconut oil and um canola oil are good uh cooking oils because they're more heat stable okay. um, you know it's it's still always beneficial to use oil sparingly mm-hmm. um, and choose foods that whole food versions of fat um, you know like nuts and seeds olives avocado mm-hmm. but um, you know in terms of heating at higher temperatures those three are s- better choices and
3: um, so you're gonna like- saute vegetables for instance but mm-hmm. um, that would be a good choice yes especially if you're like over medium
4: heat
2: okay okay all right good to know that's good to know yeah this is really great information we really appreciate it so um anything else on alcohol consumption i know that we we kind of touched on how many you can have and how many but is there any anything else to add on that one because i just want to make sure we've covered that one what about beer i don't drink beer but Mm -hmm. What about beer?
4: Yeah, so, you know, with alcohol, most people don't know it is a carcinogen. It is considered it is. a toxin. Mm-hmm. Um, increases many cancer, uh, increases the risk for many cancers, including breast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, most health organizations say for, you know, mm-hmm. for many different um, Health issues recommend one drink a day for women, two for men. But I should say, what is one drink?
2: It's it's not the big <laughs> giant goblet fish the fish goblet. It's not one of those. <laughs> right. Correct. And, and what are all is all alcohol created equal? I mean, red wine versus white wine versus beer versus whiskey. I mean, is there is there a difference in those? Or are they all kind of they have the same impact just in different amounts?
4: Um, so in terms of alcohol, so twelve ounces of beer. Five ounces of wine, one and a half ounce of spirits or hard okay. alcohol. Um, you know, red wine does have some antioxidants. So, that's absolutely, um, you know, a great one to do. Okay. So, red is best. Okay.
2: Well, good, because that's what I drink. So.
3: <laughs> Perfect. We're what gonna drink, drink at food? least we're going to drink
2: the healthier stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, we well, had... Um, let's see. What else... I'm not sure that we've covered everything I, on our list, but well, Sharon, you have, can you have some I other
3: have a, Well, I have a question because I've been working with a, a chiropractor who's been talking about, you know, um, decreasing inflammation in my system mm-hmm. and um, a lot of conversation around omega-3s. Okay. So, I've started supplementing that. So, I know you, you mentioned not supplementing that or not using supplements. I kind of am the type of person who I literally can go away from my supplements for two weeks and I'll catch whatever happens to be running around in two weeks' time. <laughs> um, and so, obviously, I my body needs that. Um, but uh, that was a whole nother subject for me bringing up the whole omega-3s. Can Do you have some
2: inside we on need that. the 30 second version though because we're almost out of time <laughs> so okay. I just
3: realized
4: yeah, so, oh my gosh our time is flying. So fatty fish has omega-3 so salmon, tuna, mackerel, sardines okay. and it is recommended to have eight ounces per week. If you're someone that doesn't like fish though then a fish oil supplement may be a good choice for okay. you. Um, but absolutely talk with your doctor, especially if you're going through cancer treatment. Okay. Um, but then the plant-based versions of those omega-3s are flaxseed, chia seeds, walnuts, hemp okay. hearts. Those are great things to include as well, okay. And but all fruits no. and vegetables, okay. um,
2: you know, nuts and seeds our um,
4: anti-inflammatory fatty Excellent. fish so is
2: there <clears throat> excuse me you've mentioned a couple of, of resources one was the american institute for cancer research mm-hmm. is that a good source to find good information about all these things you're talking about absolutely okay and then what was ewg.org oh environmental working
4: group but okay. i would also like to share oncologynutrition.org, public oncology org. great oncology org. okay yes that's for oncology dietitians okay. with a great public side Okay. And then lastly, CancerDietitian.com. Okay. Cancer Dietitian on the East Coast. She has a wonderful blog, evidence-based information, recipes, videos. Great
2: resource. Good. I cannot believe how fast this day, this interview has gone. My gosh, you get on a roll and I just, you're on out of time. So, yes. Andrea, thank you so much for being our guest today on our show. We've so enjoyed having you. Um, I do have to just kind of say our goodbyes right now, but... Um, We do want to thank all of our listeners who are downloading this show. We're getting thousands of downloads a month, which is very exciting. We want to welcome all of our listeners across the pond who have been joining us. And also, we'd like to refer you to breastfriends.org. We have a great website with a lot of great resources. There is a big blue button at the top of the page when you get to breastfriends.org, and it says donate. And I don't know how you spell it in other languages, but in English, it's donate. So hit that big blue button. Consider making a donation to Breast Friends so we can keep this program going alive and well. So, again, we thank you for joining us, and we will be back next week. Until then, remember there is always hope, and we're here to
1: help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio.